It's not uncommon. It's something they do, and they've been busted for doing it before. Are we at one of those moments in history in which there is the necessity for a new world order? There's a need for a new world order, but it has different characteristics in different parts of the world. Welcome to Lisa Haven News. Hi, everyone. You are listening to Red Alert Radio with Lisa Haven, and this is... Justice Knight. And we've got one heck of a broadcast uh, that we want to talk about tonight. Uh, everything from government takeover to freedom loss to maybe even chemtrails, depending on the time, and prophecy, what's going on in biblical prophecy. So for starters, uh, as many of you know, there's a big battle against censorship. If you tuned in last week, then you're already aware that censorship is gone out the roof, literally. I mean, you've been banned mm-hmm. already this week from Facebook, right, Justin? I get banned every week. What else is news? You get banned, what, every other? No, actually, you've been on a good roll lately. Something wrong. I need to report you. I'm done. <laughs> Don't jinx me. No. <laughs> <laughs> You've done good. No, but censorship is just part of our everyday life lately. It depends on the message. Today I got one. I was banned on Facebook because I had alleged political content. Um, my content was on chemtrails. So I guess chemtrails are now political content somehow, and that I needed to apply for to be allowed to put up political content. By the way... The name of my show is Truth or Fiction, and this week I've covered um, Bigfoot, Chemtrails, uh, prior weeks was Aliens, but I guess that's all political content now. So Facebook deems whatever it wants to based on who flags you, and that's what mainly happens here. Just like happens with you, somebody doesn't like what we have to say, you get flagged, and guess what? Done. They read my profile, it says Christian Conservative, and... That's it. That's all well, she wrote. Let's 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 do this the right way. They you don't put Christian conservative on your profile. They label it for you. Yeah, good point. Okay. And speaking of fake a book, uh, and many of you may or may not have heard, but they are now labeling everyone with a trustworthy score, or if you want to compare it to like China, how about a social score where you're rated on how good or bad of a little communist you are, and and how good or bad you are with well fake book. Why not? China, China's fine. So it just so I hang out with somebody they don't like, and I get a negative. There's cameras everywhere, and I get a negative. I go to the wrong restaurants, and I get a negative. I read the wrong newspaper, I get a negative. I try to put oh, if imagine if I tried to write something bad, that's a huge negative. And if they view it negatively enough, well, they can they throw me away if they wanted to. They can make sure I don't travel. They can make sure I'm a prisoner in a country. So definitely, Facebook, let's take this. Let's go with it. Let's run with it. Social credit scores, wonderful thing. Elon Musk, I think, is warned about social credit scores. Um, if you read just the definition of what's happening and how Facebook is mirroring this communist policy, it's horrific. Who is Facebook to determine which message is good or bad? I was shocked today, um, this week, when even Bill Maher and he, Oh, he makes my skin crawl even talking about him. But you know what Bill Maher said about Alex Jones? He goes, I may not stand the guy. And I'm paraphrasing here completely. But I may not stand the guy. I may not like his message. But he has the right to speak. Bill Maher said that about a conservative reporter. What? Something's gone wrong, but he's absolutely right. I may not. I can't stand Bill Maher. I can't stand the sight of him. I can't stand when I turn on the TV and he mocks everything that we stand for. But he has the right to do it as long as he's not, he's not inciting violence. He's not, uh, what, what else, committing a crime. As long as he's, he's not lying intentionally or defaming somebody. Yes, you can't do any of that. Well, I don't know that lying qualifies. <laughs> I know. Okay, a bunch of that fine. everywhere. But, I mean, as far as, you know, you're not causing violence, then everyone should be allowed to speak, whether you're Republican, conservative, Christian, non-Christian, Muslim. Whoever you are, you have a right to speech. That's the beauty of freedom. Uh, but lately, it seems as if the entire world has come under a cloud of censorship, a cloud of fear, uh, various kinds of clouds. But the truth is, I mean, we've got Facebook and and social media putting these numbers and labeling us. And, and also with that in mind, uh, they also, Facebook is also going after your bank account 
They want to get your information from your bank, number one. They want to get uh, not only from the bank, but they want to start trustworthy scores. And, and then they have all your, what you Google, what you look at. So they have a complete profile of you. This is exactly the profile that they've created in China on their citizens. They know uh, all their regular information, date, birth date, get that off fake book, what they're searching on the internet, what their interests are. Also, you can get that from fake book. Uh, their bank information, all of it's tied. And this is exactly, and these tech giants are in bed with China. Uh, and many are giving away the information on a daily basis. So I, it's almost as if Facebook has mimicked Chinese style stuff. And I, you know, I, I, I know I use it as a platform for getting the word out, but I'm, you know, I don't know how much longer I'm going to stay on that because I Sorry. don't want them having my information. And what you're going to find out next is that they're going to start rewarding people for turning other people in. And this is going to lead to biblical prophecy quite a bit because what they're creating is a premise and a platform through which, and even on our own channels here, and I struggled with this this week, is um, one article in particular came out that um, the Muslims had a huge gathering and they had it in Minneapolis. Well, from what I have read so far, and I still need to do a little bit more research here, they rented out the stadium for themselves to hold a prayer vigil. They have the right to do that. Just but, like if it were a Christian group and we held a prayer, prayer absolutely, vigil. Absolutely, absolutely. This is part of our country, freedom of religion. But what happens, and I saw it on Facebook, is it got kind of turned by a lot of people into a, a, a horrific thing, and you saw all these posts start to fly up. Well, it was kind of weird because it was the exact opposite of everything we've been seeing. We've been seeing such an attack on Christianity. You kind of saw it turn. And this time it was a lot of, of my audience, a lot of Christians in my audience who were doing that. And I kind of wanted to put a warning out there and say, hold on, before you do that, we have to be fair. We have to be equal. Um, if we agree with it or if we don't, they have the right in this country to assemble and to pray, as we do. Yeah, but it's, when, it's different when they go and push certain rules and regulations on us, which yes. they're attempting to do in areas like Chicago and Michigan and, and other areas horrible, yes. where they are trying to initiate things like Sharia law. Don't mm -hmm. go pushing that on on anyone, you know, God believes and we believe God put it forward. You know, you can believe what you want religion wise. God doesn't force Christianity on any of us. And that's the beauty of it. And, uh, but you know, things are just really getting crazy, uh, in this day and age and things are, are, are seem to be just exploding. And, you know, with that, um, you know, like I stated earlier, it seems as if the whole world is, is gripped in fear. You know, we've got censorship. There's a lot of uh, things that you can and cannot say on air. You can and cannot do anymore. Uh, things that they will uh, not necessarily you can get in trouble for, but you can get removed or kick off of platforms now. This is insane. And then we have all the political correctness going on, like uh, the Muslims, the Christians, and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and then if we add to that the extreme weather, uh, crisis in the Middle East, economic uh, issues that we're having with the economy, talk of war, uh, Trump talk, uh, people talking about impeaching our president for apparently no reason at all. Uh, and, and of course, the Democrats trying to silence any Christian before the midterm election. Uh, so, I mean, where do we go from here, Justice? I mean, it's, it's like so much is happening. What, what, what does a person do? And you, you have to disseminate too and remember, and, and there was one, um, broadcast I did this week and it was on, you know, disease X and viruses. But what I read and what was very interesting in that is although our world has become bigger, it's become much smaller because of information, because of what we learn, because of what we know. And it's very hard to disseminate information that maybe before would exist within a tribe or a region, and nobody would ever know that happened. But now we know everything. So at times, like you do, especially in your reports, it can appear that, and unfortunately now I'm going to have to agree with you, it appears everything is falling apart to the point where we can hit a famine now if you if you go into the EU and you see the, the droughts and archaeological, I think you covered it on your broadcast today, archaeological finds. I had covered it previously with the drone that flew over it and, uh, and another Stonehenge basically was surfacing from the ground because it's so dry out there that all of a sudden these archaeological finds can be seen and they could never be seen before. 
and we have what's happening in uh, South Africa and Oh, that's horrible. It's, it's horrible. It's horrible. People don't understand the devastations on the food supply. No. So you were talking about um, the ground over in Europe being visible and becoming visible because the drought is so bad, you know? And uh, But look what's happening over in South Africa where they've already seized land from the farmers there. And so these poor farmers uh, are getting, and they're just because they're white, by the way, this is pure and utter. The the leftist group should be screaming, you know, persecution and racism and bigotry over this, but not a single word. Why? Because for some odd reason, it's okay to, to persecute white people and that's okay. But every other color you can't do. I just don't Mm -hmm. see the equality in that. And and for those of you who may not know, I encourage you to go to the internet and look some of this up. But South Africa, at least two so far, and the number's going up even more than that now, but uh, farmers are getting land taken away. And basically, they're offered about a tenth of what they owe. Some aren't even offered that. And so their land is seized from them, and if not, there some are are threatened, mm-hmm. tortured, hurt. Uh, I believe some have even been killed, and you've got this going on over there, or threatened to say the least. Uh, I don't know about the killings as of yet, but I know some have been threatened and uh, murdered. Yeah, they were murdered, they were murdered actually. Yes. Um, but you know, come think about what's going on with that devastation. Just pray for those people over there. Uh, but here's the thing we have to remember is all of this has, uh, you know, repercussions on our food supply. Yeah, and I think you're just, you know, we were watching a, a movie one day and it was um, one of the lines was the, I think it was the greatest trick the devil ever did was to convince everybody he didn't exist. And well, now in in society and with technology and with social media and with email and with internet and with everybody breaking down personal communication, the devil has new ways to communicate and make it appear that things are normal. I don't know about you guys, use those of you who use Facebook, and I think we've discussed this before. It's amazing what comes up on my feed. It's things that, that uh, they're... They're unusual, they're bizarre, they're not right. But yet it would appear, if you were an uneducated viewer of Facebook, that everybody was talking about those articles. When in actuality they're not, the algorithm's putting them there, making it appear that they're getting the most views or forcing the most views at them. We get the least. They downgrade us, which we've talked about before, and they hide our post. It's amazing when I go to promote some of my posts to try to get more audience to them, if it's anything that they don't agree with, the viruses, the chemtrails, we can keep going all the way through, they don't get approved, even if you want to pay them to help you promote. But other things get promoted for free to great number. And why is that? Why is there such a deceit? Why, is there, why are they trying to deceive so many people? Because are those people generating the revenue? I, I'm going to believe that to be highly unlikely there are people driving the traffic but this mismessage and now these formats through which you can't tell who your enemy is you can't tell where the real message is coming from if i was a a technological whiz and i was able to sit on my computer 24 hours a day seven days a week being uncensored by facebook twitter um, any of these social media groups i could throw out so much mismessaging that nobody would ever be able to disseminate truth from fiction. It wouldn't, it couldn't, and it won't happen. But yet, an Alex Jones or the like, so many, there was the other, um, oh, one of your great friends who was also shut down for another. High impact. High impact flicks. And uh, uh, um, Hagman was shut down for 90 days. For 90 days. The Hagman. These are all people who are trying to put out the truth. But yet they have to fight to do that. They're persecuted for doing that. This just beckons back the things that we have all read in the Bible, that how much and how many attacks people had to undergo to get the word of the Lord out. And now we're just trying to get truth out to people. We're trying to break through this non-reality and, and preach to people. I never want anybody to give up because on a lot of my feedback, you're like, ah, oh, you know, Justice, I just, I'm done. I don't get it. What's not getting through to people? Well, A, they're probably not seeing your message. B, there's so much information out, misinformation out there. It's hard to disseminate between what's real and what's not anymore. 
Even, well, correct? Yeah. Well, let me add this. You said a lot of the times uh, you guys alone, say you have a Facebook page or a Twitter page or an Instagram page or whatever kind of social media you got, a lot of the times you can post stuff, uh, but they're, the people that follow you aren't even notified. And here's what I was talking about with Justice the other day, and I'll share it with you guys online, is... I have a, a YouTube channel, and I've, I mean a Facebook channel, and I've had this Facebook for, I don't know, 10 years. Well, when I started doing what I do about you know six or seven-ish years ago, my channel grew and grew and grew on Facebook. Uh, it grew you know, a good couple of thousand a month, and that was increasing and increasing. All of a sudden, about two and a half years ago, right before Trump got elected, censorship kicked in like a year almost before Trump where they started censoring uh, because they wanted to control the elected president. And so they started uh, this on Facebook first. And so I would get, uh, you know, 140,000 clicks per month on my links because I had what was called a short link. And you could plug the short link on Facebook and follow how many clicks you get. And so... Uh, and this has been drawn down to under a hundred thousand today. And in addition to that, uh, about two and a half years ago, three years ago, I had about twenty five thousand followers, and I would normally get two to three thousand a month on average. Then all of a sudden, censorship came, kicked in, and now I've only gotten maybe a hundred at the most in a month. So I've only managed to go from 25,000 to 26,800 in the matter of two and a half years when I've been on Facebook for three years and I was up getting, you know, 25,000 within a matter of a year, I had 25,000. And then one day uh, there was no crazy post or video. One day it stopped just magically. <laughs> it's like okay, <laughs> you know, you you unless you physically see it and know what's going on, that, then you won't know. Uh, but for those of you who maybe don't share as much as I do on a mass level, I can attest to you that if they've labeled you a conservative, and there is a way you can check that. I actually removed it from my profile, uh, but it's a good thing to check out online. I know uh, Diamond and Silk talked a lot about it. But once I was labeled that, they had me targeted and stopped all my advertisements. I don't even bother paying for advertisements anymore or promoting things like Justice was talking about. And he's learning. He's new to this. Mm -hmm. He's getting rejected like I've gotten rejected a hundred times already. It's just normal now. (laughs) But I can't take it. I can't do it. It's all the day. It's every day. But, I mean, what do we do? Because, I mean... as I've come to realize, and it's hard because until you live a lot of this firsthand, you don't believe it. And there's discussions that Lisa and I have all the time where I'm maybe not fully pot committed on something as far as she is. But over time, when I do my own research, like everybody does, I'll start to come around because I'm very fact driven. I have to see it for myself. You can tell me a million times I'm a stubborn man. I'm not going to listen until I see it for myself. I discover it. And her favorite line is, but I already told you that. And I'm like, yes, I understand, but I had to find it for myself. I had to see it for myself. I had to see the videos get rejected. I have to see videos on very important topics that just disappear off the Internet. You'll go and go to the link, and they're down. You'll go to the next one, and it's down. You'll go to the third one, and it's down. It's been removed because when you – as far as communication goes, and if you take um, Nazi Germany, and back then he controlled the television, it was a very simple way of communication. There was newspapers, which they controlled. There was television in a, in a smaller scale that he controlled, and there was radio. Who's he? Um, Hitler at the time. I apologize. But now what do you have? You all of a sudden had a, a need as the world was continuing to grow. And, uh, and I, I believe these are very almost Satanistic platforms in a lot of ways. And, I, and I, that's a strong word to use when you're talking about a Facebook or a Twitter. But you have to follow the logic here that if you had to control the most negative um, anti-God message that you could, and you wanted to distort everything. The platform in itself, if it was successful and it was free, the Christian voices would have been heard because I see how passionate they are and I see how well-spoken they are and I see how much research they do and how many, so many work to be so vigilant about how they portray everybody to be impartial and to be fair and to be Christian. 
but those are shut down. They're they're destroyed. They're demolished. They're blocked. They're, I mean, and trust me, I, there's both sides to the fence on every side of the issue. There are certain ones that deserve they deserve to be shut down because they went too far. They said something they shouldn't have. Their passion overtook their. If reason. it was violence, that yes. would be the only you know. And of course, that you've got crazy people in in pretty everywhere. much everywhere. Yeah. So now, how do you have a platform that can spread a message to more people than ever before with one hit of a return button on a keyboard, with one punch on your phone? That's out there for the world to see. Well, that's where I get a little bit leery, and and you study now the algorithms. And um, I'll give you an example of algorithms, and you've probably heard that term a lot. When, When Lisa and I go to title our videos on YouTube, they'll actually be shut down before they're even posted at times because there's a combination of words that we may have used, maybe in the title, maybe in our references, maybe in our write-up that the computer has been programmed to flag and say Yes, and it's usually only applied to news channels or channels that specifically are on one particular political slant. Once you've been labeled that, like like uh, justice, you've got more of a flag oh, yeah. on your channel versus someone who wants to go make it about sunshine and lollipops or makeup. No question. My my title, and I'm going to give so it to th- you. So somebody using makeup could use one of those words and be okay and not get flagged, whereas your channel is considered a high probable flag. And I'm going to read the two titles just so you know how minuscule the discernment can be between the two titles. My first title, which was rejected, was Zombie Virus X Alert. Experts warn denial prevails over detection. My final title, just remove the letter X, and that was approved. So somewhere within their algorithm, that letter X tripped off a sensor program to shut down my, not completely shut down my video. It's called what's uh, basically called demonetizing. It assures I cannot make any profit on the video. All I did is remove the letter X and it immediately went remonetized again. But now I knew the minute that happened, that video was going to do horrendous because if it tripped that sensor, it was going to trip every sensor. And sure enough, it's one of my softer videos of the week. The other ones that went in and immediately got approved didn't trip off any of these sensors. And they did phenomenal. It's amazing to watch how the mechanisms, the control arms, how, and this is what everybody has to learn that's maneuvering because what you see is not always the truth anymore. What you're seeing is not the real truth. What you're seeing and hearing is not the people whose voices actually sometimes need to be heard in full effect. So if you ever lose faith, if you ever lose hope, if you ever lose and you, and you look at your Facebook and say, oh my goodness, this world is absolutely falling apart. In some ways it is. But just know there is voices in the background screaming. There is voices in the background working vigilantly. There is voices and people in the background fighting every single day to assure that when they are allowed to speak again, that you'll soon realize it's not as bad. You're not as alone as you believe you are. They're just doing everything in their power to making sure you feel like you are. And here's the thing. I think people are going to get stronger with the censorship. If I'm going to be uh, frank, I I mean, it's the truth. I think the more uh, censorship that they put on us, the stronger we can get. Uh, You know, if you look at the biblical concept, in the Bible, there were a lot of uh, people and Christian persecuted. And when they were persecuted, they got stronger in their faith as the persecution came. Now, that aside, I don't want to jump into that level, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. If we can do this without persecution, uh, then that's obviously ideally the way to go. But, um, you know, it, it's hard to explain exactly what's going on unless you're in the pot and you're experiencing this firsthand. But what I do want to share with you listeners out there is there's a report. It's called Democracy Matters, a Strategic Plan for America. And I'm we're going way off of where we had initially intended to go. Good. We're talking uh, about structured. I think this is something, I guess, that needs to be covered. Maybe we'll cover some of those uh, topics on the next go-round. But... Uh, It's called Democracy Matters, Strategic Plan for America. I encourage everyone, if you've not read it, please read it. Uh, It's a short read. I believe it's 40-some-odd pages. It's not bad, 44 pages, and some of it you can skip through. But this particular plan was supposed to be private and confidential. Thankfully, it got leaked out. 
but this entire report was written by Media Matters, a very progressive socialist style um, media outlet. Now, this particular report was written January in 2017. So right when Trump got elected, uh, you know, when we had the election 2016, right after that, they went into battle mode, full fledged with Democracy Matters. Now, keep in mind, censorship was happening before this, but it has exploded in 2018. And here is the reason why. In this report, they first detail on page one of it that uh, they are going to go after Trump and oppose him, period. Here's what they say. They say, we are going to resist the normalization of Donald Trump, his every conflict of interest, his every bit of cryonism, his every move towards authoritarianism, his every subversion of our democratic systems and principles. I mean, they make him out to be a radical, but his every radical departure from foreign and domestic policy norms. In a nutshell, they say they're going to severely attack President Trump and go after everything they can uh, to take over over who he is. Now, I'm going to get into that a little deeper uh, in a moment with Trump. But literally in this document, they even talk about pushing to defeat Trump through impeachment. Okay, and here's what else they say about Trump is Trump is going to be this year. This is what they're going to do is going to be afflicted. By a steady flow of damaging information, new revelations, and an inability to avoid conflict issues. And they go on. The Trump administration will be forced to defend illegal content in court. Uh, Interest groups are going to influence them. And basically, Trump's allies are going to be forced to step down or change course due to news that's published by ShareBlue and Media Matters and some of the others involved. And uh, I didn't say this, but it's not only Media Matters. Media Matters is the head, and they've brought in America Bridge, Crew, and ShareBlue. And with the help of ShareBlue, uh, they plan to change uh, Donald Trump and his administration. But I want you to pay attention to this one key part. Trump will be a Afflicted by a steady flow of damaging information. They said that in 2017. And this is exactly what happened. And what I, I haven't told you yet about this report is the fact that they are paying people to A, attack Trump, B, call his, uh, you know, your secretaries, your anyone involved, lawyers involved, and hire organizations to print damaging false information about Trump. This is exactly what we see. You have the false Russian narrative going over and over and over again. Also, new revelations. Uh, they plan on attacking him with new revelations. This would be your, uh, what is it, uh, Stormy Daniels. Mm-hmm. And who was the, the gal that normally said the N-word recently, oh. accusing him of, uh, yeah. of that? Uh, I'm blanking on her name. Yeah, so am I at this point because I, uh, I just literally she's talking about this. I saw a headline just pop up on my screen: CNN and MSNBC say the word impeachment two hundred and twenty-two times every day. Yeah, every day. Recently, this is in what? Well, they said this one in day. One day. In sorry, one day. In one day. But two hundred and twenty-two times they said this in one day. Uh, And they just recently did that because they're attempting to impeach Trump. In this document, like I said a moment ago, they will either, they will try to defeat President Trump through impeachment. And this all written by Media Matters, who, by the way, this is, I believe, 13.4 billion, uh, no, million, 13.4 million. I want to get that exact number for you because I think it's important. For us to know how much is being spent to fight President Trump via Media Matters, here it is. Uh, Media Matters is going to spend, they're going to add 40000 Well, I'm going to get another moment. Uh, but the actual amount, $13.4 million. That's the total. That's the total. Oh, that's in, that's just an insane amount. And just as a reminder, I know we're kind of midstream right now, but I want to, if you haven't already subscribed to Lisa's channel, you can find her 
at Lisa Haven. If you go on YouTube, L-I-S-A-H-A-V-E-N. She's also now on BitChute and what? Real.video. And Mayway, if you don't want Facebook. We're moving over. So the more of you to join us over there to Grace, me too. Uh, You can find me same way, Justice Knight, J-U-S-T-U-S-K-N-I-G-H-T. And that's also on YouTube, Mayway. Um, I'm not on real video yet. I should be by the end of the weekend, but also on BitChute. So we've got multiple ways to kind of go through it. Now, with that, what I also want to say about this document is Trump wasn't the only one mentioned here. Now, also what I didn't mention is when he put together this report, David Brock with Media Matters, he got together a hundred of his most powerful donors, including George Soros, okay, and they donated money towards this entire thing. In addition to the $13.4 that they had already, they got more donations from these people. So wonder how it's getting funded. This is how it's getting funded. But here's the second part of their attack in the next four years, so 27 all the way through 2021, Media Matters will continue its mission of disarming right-wing misinformation while leading the fight against the next generation of conservative disinformation. The proliferation of fake news and propaganda now threatening the country's information system. And then he goes on to say what success will look like. But he specifically says here he's going to fight conservatives And he says, right wing, right wing would be anyone who's against globalism, Mm -hmm. anyone who is against progressive, socialist style, communist style. We're talking uh, where everybody's poor, basically Venezuela type. That means uh, one healthcare system. That means uh, one education system, which always ends up bad. If you're against that, then they're coming after you. But here's what he says that their success will look like after four years. Number one. Serial misinformers and right-wing propagandists, that's you Christians, conservatives, patriots, gun owners, inhibiting everything from social media to the highest levels of government will be exposed and discredited. Internet and social media platforms like Google and Facebook will no longer uncritically and without consequence host and enrich fake news sites and propagandists. Right there, it says... Google and Facebook, and later on in this report, I'm not going to read you verbatim, but it it, it has it in there because it takes a lot of time, but Google and Facebook have already partnered with Media Matters. He specifically references Facebook as one of his partners and that he agreed to let Facebook hire on some of his people to go through fake news on his website. And who is the fake news purporters? People like Alex Jones, InfoWars, Lisa Haven, Justin Knight, and multiple other people, which is whom they are after. And sadly, look at where it's got us right now. We got Alex Jones removed, mm-hmm. and they're happy. Roger jo- Roger uh, Stone got attacked on his channel, on actually Twitter. Uh, and multiple other people have been removed and then put back up. Uh, but these are the kinds of things. And they've hired 40,000. Okay, and this is on page, uh, page 13 of the report, as you have your 13.4 million. That's how much... Uh, was there, but on page nine of the report, and I got to get this right, uh, it says that they've hired 40,000 people to troll the internet and get rid of, it's page 12, sorry, uh, but to troll the internet and get rid of anyone on the right. Kind of glad you said that because if any of you use Facebook and you post a lot and you see somebody put a bad uh, message or a bad comment to you, block them. Don't hesitate. Lisa taught me this. Block them immediately. You see a bad post, bad comment on YouTube? Block them. Facebook? Block them. Shut them down. Those are trolls. They are out there, like she said, simply to look at postings, find it, the ones they disagree with, and report it. That's the definition of what these trolls are doing, and that is critical because this is a battle. And don't think for a moment, and I don't want to you know, underscore what this is, this isn't a battle for the presidency only. This is a battle for the American way of life. George Soros would just assume our democracy crumble. Because guess what? If it does, he can make a lot more money. He's got a lot more control. This is socialism. What movie did we go see the other day? Um, Dinesh D'Souza's Death of a Nation. Death of a Nation. What an eye-opening film. If you haven't seen it, uh, it you, you have to. Um, it sent... 
chills down our spines, at times brought tears to your eyes. Um, it was just amazing at how incredible the movie was, the message was. And so I wish the younger generation can go see it because this is forgotten history. This is forgotten um Again, what happens in the past will happen in the future. I don't want to, one of our combined comments and and one of our biggest fans, uh, Mary, if you're listening, had actually put a comment out to both Lisa and I, and it was funny because she said, "Remember justice, you know, every 20 years things cycle back around." Lisa, you'll know that happens with clothes. I mean, it was funny. She went to the series for me and, and Lisa for clothes. I don't know how she got that right. Perfectly right, right? Yes, that's but <laughs> it, this is a battle for what they want us to be. This is a socialist battle, in my opinion, 100%. This is global socialism. This is what they're driving after. This is what they want every country to be. These leaders, these globalists want democracy destroyed. And I get aggravated as a person because I'm not seeing anybody from the conservative side yet who reacted fast enough to grow an alternate platform. Now we're starting to join and we're starting to help people grow. We're starting to push over, you know, what are you doing? I always see that. What are you doing about it? Well, we're, we're taking the risk of our time and our effort to now not only post on a YouTube, but to post on a real dot video to post on a bit shoot. And don't think any of this is like a snap of a finger. It's all different. That's what we're doing to help those platforms to grow, to go from a Facebook and move over to a Mayway where I'm not sure if my posts are even being seen half the time, but I'm going to do it because I want to support that platform. So what can you do? You can continue to support those views that you agree with, those people that you agree with. You can help tell your friends to tune in. If you love Alex Jones, tell everybody you know about Alex Jones. If you love Elisa Haven, make sure your friends know where to find her. Maybe her website. You know, that's the sort of message that we have to build. Um... When we congregate, right? But now congregate has changed a little bit in our world because now we congregate on the internet. We congregate in Facebook groups. We congregate on all so much different of a platform, but it's still a congregation no matter how you look at it. And that's where I don't want our congregation taken away from us because if they start here, they're going to be on the doorstep of your church soon enough trying to break that congregation if they aren't already. And that's the attack we have to worry about. It starts, it has started so many years ago. I, do, I, I would have yeah, trouble here, even putting a date on it. Here's the point. thing with that too. You bring up churches into this. Um, and, and while we're on this topic, uh, as far as the church is concerned, there's a lot of churches that have basically joined in with these government deals. I'll give you an example. Uh, my friend, uh, Dave Hodges, he's a great guy. He lives here in the Valley. Uh, he knows a pastor here, I believe, who actually has an encounter with the FEMA people who they went around asking churches basically to be part of the FEMA group. And the precedence that was set was just basically, well, in the event of some kind of catastrophe, we need churches to help with this catastrophe. Sounds good. Right in and of mm-hmm. itself, because because here's the thing. Um, first of all, okay, churches don't need the approval of FEMA or the help of FEMA. No. Most of the time, churches can do this on their own. They automatically, if you're a good church and you have a good body, then a lot of the churches here already have a clothing drive, a food drive, places that people who need money, the church can help these folks. They've been doing it for a year after a year after a year. So, and if there was a catastrophe, who jumped in to help? The churches. Mm-hmm. Always. The missionaries. People who wanted. Never once had the government have to come in and tell them what to do or tell them when to do it or tell them to join me. Suddenly... Now, uh, it's, it's, and that's where, that's where we have to wake up is, okay, so it doesn't sound bad when, when FEMA approaches your church and says, hey, we're just going to do this thing together and we're going to help and you're going to be there in case of emergency sounds are really beautiful. So that's where the people get led astray very easy because it doesn't sound mean. It sounds like a good thing. You're helping people in an emergency. Mm -hmm. But the fact is it never needed to be done because the church can handle that on their own. They've been doing it forever. So what then is the purpose for FEMA to go and join with the churches? If the churches were already doing it, why do they have to join with these churches? And keep in mind, not every church agreed to this. Some did, some didn't. You can ask if your church is part of, of FEMA. 
Okay, and you, most of the time, if the pastor has no idea, then they haven't approached them. If they do, then they do have a, a then they do know, and they have been approached. Okay, but mm-hmm. the thing is, uh, so if your pastor acts like I don't know what you're talking about, great, check. And if your pastor doesn't says, yeah, we got a, a thing with FEMA, then you know probably not the best place to be. Okay, but here's the the question. And a lot of the times the pastors don't even know themselves. They think, oh, yeah, why not? Because we want to help people. You don't need FEMA to help people, something you've been doing forever. But here's the real motive. What's what's the real motive? And I know I kind of am going around and reiterating it because I want you to get that it sounds good, but that's not the real reason for the quote-unquote marriage between the two. The real reason is because it does involve, and we've had a few pastors leak this out, uh, where the FEMA can actually go into your church. They held and hold events within the church, and some of those events, uh, how to help during disaster, and a lot of them include taking away guns from congregate members uh, and having information on their congregation members in the event that they need their location. So it's giving up some of the more personal data on the actual people in those churches and also teaching some of the members in the mm-hmm. church how guns are wrong, guns are bad, and let's get those out of the hands of people in the event of some kind of crisis. That's the problem I have with it. Nobody needs to come in and tell you and your church you can't own guns or have guns or guns are bad. It's none of their dang business. We have a Second Amendment that protects our right. You do. And we were uh, we did a, a conference, and I and I've been struggling here. I've been searching for his name because he was he was incredible to listen to. But FEMA is just so phenomenal, and I I'm just gonna, I can't stand FEMA for everything it's been right now um, because it's proven nothing at this point in time. It's proven nothing. But Louisiana floods. And FEMA should have been there, right? FEMA should have helped everybody out of that. FEMA should have been ready and mobilized. Heck, they took over half the churches, like you said, they, right? They had all the influence, but yet they had to call this young Christian man who was up in, uh, and I can't remember, I want to say Texas, Tennessee. Oh, it's, it's driving me crazy because to listen to him, I swear I broke down into tears like three times. But what he did is basically he had a fleet of construction trucks. And so he takes a trip all the way down there. It's good. I think it was a good 12-hour trip down, and he saves the first group of people. And then he goes down again, and he saves the next group of people. He can't even keep his eyes open at this point in time. So then guess what? The government calls him up and says, hey, can you do us a favor? We need something else. We need more water brought down there. Can you bring it? Because we can't seem to figure out a way to get down there quick enough. And this is the FEMA who's going into churches now and saying that, come on, open your doors to us. Don't you dare. This is insanity. For what? Churches have always handled their own. They've handled their own congregations. They've handled their own people, like Lisa said. Now we're going to take government influence and allow them into our churches to help us. What? What have they proven? What, you know, what are we prepared for? I just did a whole segment on, you know, whatever, disease X. It's a virus that can hit. Guess what? They're really worried about putting blood tests out there. They have blood tests that can be done in a heartbeat now to basically take a disease, if it was to be launched on America, to be able to get an immediate blood test response and shut it down. As horrific as that sounds. Well, guess what? They don't want to roll that out to everybody yet because there just hasn't been a big enough trigger. So why are we going to protect everybody? Why are we going to spend the money if it's probably not really going to happen? Are you kidding? With the crazies out in the world right now, we're just going to hold the technology, and now you're going to let FEMA in church, you're going to let another government, and I'm sorry, I'm going to get off here. Lisa's like, no, stop. <laughs> but when we get into this, it gets very difficult. It does. There's a, there's a lot of aspects to it, but uh, about FEMA and the churches, um, you know, there's not really... Uh, there really isn't a reason for them to be in there. And like you were talking about, the guy going there and providing all the supplies upon supplies because FEMA didn't have the capability. Now, I've talked to people who actually work for FEMA and do the approval process. Half the time, they can't even get the approvals through that they need to send the supplies. So what really is their motive and what really is their operation? When you go to these crisis situations, you see Red Cross, you see churches, you see missionary, and you see FEMA, but they're not the ones doing a majority of the work. And, and, and that's the thing. So 
a lot of the times some of these things don't even get approved. And sometimes I've heard of cases of supplies getting sent and then the supplies getting sent back because someone denied something or another for some reason, which tells me they're holding the supplies back. But here's the other thing. And, and, and you got to keep this in mind too. Uh, you know, FEMA, we have RX-84 centers, FEMA camps, all these other things to think about. Those are topics for another day. But think of how China got involved with the churches from the beginning. From the beginning, they had their own, quote, FEMA. wasn't called FEMA, obviously. But they had their own groups of organizations that went into the churches, invaded the churches and the synagogues, and said, hey, this is the new deal. You're going to partner with us. And slowly the churches would partner with them. As a result, you have Christians going underground to get the real gospel and all religions mm-hmm. who are attacked there, all of them. Uh, if they're attacked, I'm going to, you know, you have Falun Gong Christian and uh, even uh, the Uyghur, Uyghur Muslims are uh, specifically attacked. So it's just sad, but that's why, uh, you know, I love, I love my church and I, I, it's very hard because so much corruption is in the church nowadays. And the truth is this is found in the Bible. God tells us, I think in Luke, 30, 20, 30, I'm not remembering the scripture, but it's in Luke. He says that they will drag you up to the synagogues for my name's sake in the latter days. What are our synagogues? It's our churches. How come we're drug into, drug into, we didn't already attend and go, but we're drug into the synagogues and persecuted in the synagogues for Jesus' name's sake. So that scripture always stuck to me. And if you Google those words, you'll, the scripture will pop right up, the actual uh, scripture. I'll, I'll have Tony look it up. But it's just terrifying uh, when you think about it because where what is the state of the churches in the latter days? And I'm sorry, she's got me searching here, and I'm going to find it, but she's probably much quicker than I am because... You're going to find it fairly fast. And you normally get these done like in seconds. I don't know what's happened here. Not enough sleep. That's the problem. But there's so much that's, that's happening. Luke twenty one twelve. Here's it is. But before all this, they will seize you and persecute you. They will hand you over. That's it. They will hand you over to the synagogues and put you in prison. And you will be brought before kings and governors on account of my name. Now, let me read the actual King James Version. Uh, But before all these, they shall lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and into prisons, being brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. Again, that's Luke 21, 12. Uh, But imagine laying hands on you, persecuting you, taking you to the synagogues, your churches, into prison and brought before kings. doesn't exactly sound like the synagogue is going to be the safe haven in the latter days, does it? No, it sounds like it would be uh, what's described as a FEMA camp. But I want to... But I I mean, handing you over to a synagogue, right? You're going to be handed over and a prison. Yeah, because, well, FEMA is going to the churches. How do you compare a synagogue to a prison? That's what that scripture is saying. That's what it's saying, yes. And that's why I'm, I'm hesitant... Uh, when churches sign up for these FEMA coalitions. There's no reason for them to do that, number one. Churches have always been front and center. There's no reason Mm -hmm. to sign up with the government and say, hey, and FEMA has all their own supplies, so why do they need to coordinate with the churches? Maybe that scripture has a lot to do do with it. Two synagogues and prisons, and you will be persecuted there. You can be persecuted for your religion because there needs to be a one world religion for this globalism to They're supposed to be safe havens, but... They're supposed to be. But is that, after reading it now, and it's when you you continue to read those scriptures and how they change as time changes and how the impact is different. I mean, even just reading that now and with Lisa, it's it's re-eye-opening because what are these... Where is the safe haven going to be is, is the question. I don't know if there's a good answer to that or not. Well, I think safe havens are going to be in in uh, China. They go underground. You know, in other countries, they're forced in certain areas, and uh, they go underground because there are already, quote-unquote, FEMA camps. 
uh, in China. But They're not, going as re-education camps and labor camps, however. Yeah, but are we not underground already? I mean, I, I, not yet. I, you almost feel it, though, because you feel it because when you want to just say what you need to say, just to be able to express yourself, and you have to, we almost have to monitor ourselves, like, with how we title things, with how we write things, with how we say things, and it's almost being driven underground in a way. And that's that's what we had referenced before as to where this fight's going to be. And for those of you who are part of FEMA, whose hearts are in the right place, this is not directed at you. Um, we all need to make a living, and I understand that. And I never want to be taken as opposite. It is <laughs> You're given your rules. Um, our military is given their rules. And we understand that, and our prayers are always with everybody. And that's it's. I'm taking a hard line on FEMA because I haven't seen it. Do I think there's a necessity for um, a group such as that to protect us in case of disaster? I certainly hope so. I certainly hope our government is there for all of us if an absolutely critical disaster was to happen. Just look what's happening around us right now. The problem is there are multiple divisions within FEMA. So, yes, they're there for a disaster, and that's Mm -hmm. a great thing. Yes. But if FEMA wasn't formed but recently, but half of the time they haven't even been doing the job that they've been given to do. They're, They're not even doing a good job at it. Okay? So you have to question... Maybe they need a redirection of it, and and I and I'm and I uh, remember doing a report on the functions of FEMA. It was actually some other department prior to being FEMA. They changed it into FEMA, and then they've even talked about changing it back. And I remember, and I'm not even recalling all. I'll have to pull up that report, but it was never. It was some different agency before it became FEMA. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, uh, well, they're part of Homeland Security now. Yes. Report into Homeland Security, which is terrifying in its own self. But um, yeah, because it's changed. That structure changes all the time. Yeah, they changed it in 1978 uh, from what it was before. Uh, They reorganized it. But basically, um, they wanted, they even talked about recently putting back to some of the original intent that it was. Uh, But it's an interesting study. Uh, I encourage you, Google the history of FEMA, and you're going to come up with a a lot of really interesting details. But the fact is, they're not really there like they're supposed to be. So while we need a FEMA, uh, churches and other things have been doing that for years. But the devious side of that is they're also creating FEMA camps. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, there's not as many as they claim on the internet. Please understand that that there is a way over-exaggerated map. Mm-hmm. There's only like 35, 36 some, out, some odd throughout the country. And no, they're not the FEMA camps like you saw in Nazi Germany. They don't have the crematories or anything like that. Uh, y- no. But they, they do also fall under the banner of RX-84 centers, which the government supposedly created that um, – as a way to house immigrants when they cross the border if there was a mass immigration. Though they seem to not use those in much because they send them across the country anyway. Uh, So that's another question of why they're there. Mm -hmm. But some of these FEMA camps, you can easily find them in an internment and resettlement document. And this is a document put out on uh, on, uh, on uh, FBI.gov. You can grab grab it straight from... Uh, straight from their website, but they have barbed wire fence. Like they, they set this thing up like a prison and these aren't prisons that they're talking about because they're talking about putting dislocated people into these and people who are out of state people. So it's more of an RX 84 center, but they are not prisons. However, they're treated like prisons. They come uh, fully stocked with guard towers. Uh, you can't have and access your phone. There's double barbed wire fencing outside of these things. So when you think about that, why would you have to treat your immigrants with double barbed wire fencing, no phone access? They take away all your communications and with guard towers. I mean, really, <laughs> if it's just immigrants who are crossing the border and got nowhere else to go, mm-hmm. why is this so much for that? So there's lots of questions that can be raised. And look, there's already internment camps that were here in America. People forget about what happened at Japan. Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. We had uh, Japanese internment camps, yes, right? Did. It was yeah. um, imprisoned, families imprisoned. They prison. still exist. Um, and yet, with our own issues, with Trump's issues, with the border crossings, with the Mali Tibet story just still unfolding and illegal, uh, undocumented workers being here, and he can't seem to 
even yet get his arms around it, most likely because he can't get complete approval from all the parties involved. Um, we just we have an absolute disaster. It doesn't need to be a disaster. It's because they're too busy with, again, as, as Lisa knows, and now I'm hoping you guys are realized, I won't say Democrat or Republican, we're talking globalists and nationalists. This agenda has been so clouded now. Their focus is so off of our country and on trying to assure that other countries have influence in, in our uh, democracy. And Facebook doing such a great job of assuring, like we talked early in the broadcast, that they follow the Chinese line. And now Twitter even starting to follow suit, even though they said they weren't going to, but they're doing a darn good job at it. Um, it's just our world is, is, is getting into this convoluted mess, which would be the design of anybody trying to disband, trying to destroy, trying to create misinformation, cause confusion. When you read the Bible, it's very easy. It's very black and white in some ways. It's very resolute in what it tells you. So somehow we've gone from, you know, a Ten Commandments to one million sets of disinformation. Well, imagine how that's confusing our youth. You and I and the people who taught Lisa and I were so grounded that they were able to kind of disseminate through the misinformation. Our children are lost. They they get more influence because they're able to maneuver quicker than we are. They're able to sit on their phones quicker. They're able to see more information than we can. So imagine if you're confused, they're 20 times faster than us and they see 20 times more portals than us. Imagine what their minds are doing. And it's hard to get into their minds. We uh, we struggle even to, to talk to, to both our children because it's when you try to get information to, through to them, they're so good at just giving you a pacifying response that you're not sure if you got through or not. And then you'll circle back later and say the same thing again. And what, what are you talking about? Well, I've lost you because the, the, the Facebooks and they by far use more than that between Snapchat and everything else. But that's what we have to break through to. And in some of you, it may be your children. Some of you, it may be your grandchildren. Uh, Some of you, it may be your great-grandchildren. But this is the message that they have to understand. They have to be brought down to more of a quiet level, more of a scripture level, more of reading back to what we do in our own offices, that we read back on scripture, we'll read back in our studies, we'll read back to old newspaper articles to kind of silence. Because when you do that, it's amazing how your perspective can recalibrate very quickly. Because I get lost and I'll research an article and I get lost in the minutia because there's so much misinformation. And I'll be going through YouTube clips. I'm like, stop, just shut everything off for a second because I forgot where I was going until you pull back to the original article and one, and we're not going to cover it here. We're going to shut it down for a quick bit. It was chemtrails and, and all this information out there. And I'm like, okay, I don't know where I want to go. And then suddenly I saw this old World War II clip and it was a biplane that was just making a beeline and it was dropping a, a line of basically what they called a fog. And I'm like, it's right there. It's always been there because with everything in this world, once we created technology, we can't help but to use it. When they created a nuclear bomb, you knew at some point in time they were going to use it. Anybody who's given these Satanistic toys will use them. And that's the hardest part. So when we're given this social media platform, guess what? They're going to use it. And now every article coming, that's coming out is stating that it was all by design. It was created to control a message. It was created to control the new media because newspapers were, guess what? They were going away. And guess what? Radio, it was going away. So now all of a sudden, if that's all going away and everybody's on their computers, we can't just have them sending emails to each other. We can't just have them surfing the web. We got to give them a platform to jump into to assure that we can control what they're looking at. We can control what they're seeing. We can control what they're hearing. Hence, the success of these monster, megalithic platforms, these kings of media now, going back to the scripture that Lisa read, these kings and leaders may not be what we originally thought they were because they're changing now. Everything's changing. What kings and leaders specifically? 
the Facebooks, the Zuckerbergs, who tech now... Giant. Tech giants. Tech giants. giants. The new leaders of our world, unfortunately. Well, with that, I want to encourage you guys, uh, please support us by checking out our partner uh, at preparewithlisa.com. Great source of food. And look, we never know what tomorrow's going to hold. So please make sure you are prepared with food storage. Like we talked about some in the beginning of this video and on my channel, uh, you know, things are going crazy in the world. And you need to be prepared with something solid. So go to preparewithlisa.com and check out some of the food storage there, uh, which has great nutritional value. Uh, so with that, I just want to encourage you guys, don't forget to stop by my website, uh, lisahaven.news, and also check me out on real.video. Get subscribed there. We got to grow that outlet. I love it. I just want to say I love you all. Um, I'd love you to look me up just this night, J-U-S. T-U-S, not Justin. Everybody says Justin, it's justice. But you can go on any platform you're comfortable with, type in Justice Night. Um, you'll find me there. I just want to say Godspeed and God bless you all. And thank you so much for tuning in. And thanks again for tuning in. This is Lisa Haven, and that was Justice Night. And you guys have tuned in to Red Alert Radio. And uh, thank you again for everything. And just continue to keep us in your prayers uh, just for the upcoming weeks. And pray for the November election. Well, I'm Lisa Haven, and that's Justice signing out.